so uh, Becca, can you tell us a little bit about sort of the what's going on with uh, Wales and Talus and uh, the various cyber hubs that are growing up th- uh, in the valleys? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so where to start with this? Um, yeah, so Stalis, or if that's how you pronounce it, um, they have been in a partnership for a couple of years with uh, the Welsh government to create, again, to, to drive this sort of Wales or this Industry 4.0, lots of point .0s um, in the mix, um, with mm. this sort of series... Wales underscore V4 underscore <laughs> yeah, final, final yeah. underscore one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so how how this has come about is they, they've they've built two um sort of kind of vaguely defined research centers in um Ebu Vale, which is part of the, the South Wales Valleys that obviously were involved in the coal mining industry. Um and that's been a real big theme of this project is the idea of like deindustrialization deindustrialization has killed these areas. We're gonna revive them mm. with um cybersecurity brackets technology. Um, h- how it's going to do that isn't isn't really clear, but the, the, those hubs basically are just sort of like facilities for companies to come and test technologies in them. I've asked um, what oversight the Welsh government sort of intends to have over what gets tested there, and you know what ownership the government might have over any any technology that gets developed. You, there. you asked you asked the Welsh government, "Have you read the novel The Stand?" And they were like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's kind of the answer they gave to my my serious questions, anyway. Um, you know, because I I wanted to know, you know, given this is an arms company, it you know, and and you you've seen the movie twenty eight days later, like the first five minutes of it, and they're like, huh? <laughs> Are you familiar with Please, the Umbrella fine. Corporation? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah. It's it's. I'm trying to I'm trying to wonder. I'm trying to sort of get at sort of how I how I start you off on this because we. I guess you don't need to know a huge amount about what this sort of project actually involves because it's it's really not well defined. Basically, some research will take place in these facilities. People will get sort of uh, scholarships. There's PhD programs and stuff in local universities. The University of South Wales has kind of put a little bit of investment into the project, I believe. Um, and basically, just, just to be hope, clear, yeah. Jokes aside, it's less likely to be uh, synthesizing the virus that turns anyone into zombies, and more likely to be designing a new kind of winglet that makes the drone that vaporizes people slightly more efficient. Yes. Right? So, so this this is what I, yeah, I, I wondered whether I should have started with that, but yes. Um, so Thales is one of the largest arms companies in the world. It's part owned by the French government, but it's also um, a private company, and it's an incredibly um, lucrative business it's kind of doing better than ever um it's doing very well out of the ukraine war at the moment because a lot of its kit i can't remember the exact kit i think it's an armored vehicle is being sent over to ukraine but also um alongside that um a ukrainian presidential advisor sort of accused uh, basically they found a athalas um bit of kit after after a russian bombing of a of a city in ukraine so they're kind of making money kind of both sides, both whether the- sides. <laughs> so they always- that way, they always win. Oh, Rob has come, has 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 returned. <laughs> <to the show. laughs> That's right. Oh God, oh, I can't believe it. Now we now we owe him cryptocurrency. Fuck, fuck. we can't believe yeah, it. We're gonna have to give him like John yeah. Taliban NFT. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not really what you expect from an arms company, is it? That kind of sharp practice and unscrupulous dealing. Yeah, no, you'd never, <laughs> Yo, uh, you'd never, you'd never think it. Um, just to say, the other thing that Thales is, is heavily, heavily involved in is, um, which is also very relevant to this, is the militarization of borders. Um, so they ah. make something called mm. uh, Watchkeeper drones. Um, those drones are actually, some of them are made in, in Wales, in a place called Aberforth. Um, but but those drones that apart from sort of being deployed um, to surveil Palestinians and and in uh, Iraq and, and Afghanistan, they're also the drones that get used um, to surveil. Um, I hate using the word migrant, but migrant boats coming across the the channel. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I ca- I can't say for, for, <laughs> for sure, you know, for, for libel reasons. This is you know honest opinion. Uh, satire, satire, don't sue me. Um, but uh the the what we have seen as a, as an outcome with the use of drones over the channel is that you get some some refugees um or some some people on those boats get sort of prosecuted under under modern slavery laws because they say they have their hand on on the steering wheel the tiller i don't know ah, of, of, the, of the little boat and they get yeah. sort of prosecuted for being involved in human trafficking and and some of the people that have been prosecuted in that way have also been victims of model slavery themselves um so it, it's often sort of footage from from drones i don't know whether it's specifically the watchkeeper drones but i i wouldn't doubt it um it's in, it's it's within the same sector certainly yes yeah, yeah it's it's a very similar thing and um they they also sort of Thales also provides um technology it's sort of at the border in calais and and stuff like that so this is a company that is sort of involved both in the making of refugees and of the surveilling and the sort of oppressing of the refugees that they make, um, which is relevant. So what you're saying is they have a vertically integrated business model, which you have to respect. (laughs) (laughs) But what you highlighted sort of uh, in in your article for The National about this as well is that specifically uh, they are the subject of, um, Talos is the subject of a a lawsuit uh, by a... um, by a, a, a group supporting, uh, sort of a, a group monitoring uh, and, and sort of trying to stop war crimes uh, in Yemen committed by the Saudis. Yes. Uh, because uh, the, the, it is the, the, the Saudis sort of say, uh, the Saudis are, are a trusted partner of Talis, and Talis um, does a lot of business with the Saudis, makes it very obvious that they do this, and so on and so on. Yes. Correct? So the European Center for Constitutional Human Rights, people probably know it as the ECCHR, um, is is suing uh, Thales along with two other French arms companies, um, along with um, a, a human rights group in Yemen called Motana. Um, that, that's to say that they're not suing Motana. Motana is part of the, the case against Thales et al. Um, and they're doing that because um, Thales, you know, really, really proudly sort of touts the business that it does with the Saudi government. And it also does some business, I believe, with the Emirates, who are also involved um, with Yemen. But yeah, um, they're trying to—they're basically um, trying to pursue uh, legal action against companies that are complicit in what's happening in Yemen. If you—if you're not familiar with with the conflict in Yemen, it's been going on since 2014. Yeah, um, sort of Saudi genocide there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just an absolutely harrowing um, conflict. Just generations sort of wiped out you know through starvation to disease you know and they're known um sorry i was just moving then um and they're known for um sort of quite deliberately and quite 
quite blatantly targeting civilian targets. Hospitals, school buses was one was one particularly um, uh, galling case. Um, you know, they, they, it's blockades of ports, uh, water facilities, etc. Um, so I spoke mm-hmm. to um, a guy in in Yemen um, a couple of weeks ago, who's basically he works with Mortana document and atrocities on the ground. Um, about this about this partnership between um, the Welsh government and Thales because the, the thing about Wales is that it does love to sort of sell itself as a very progressive country that and and they've made a lot of mm. hay about their um, progressive credentials in comparison to Westminster and also in, in comparison to UK Labour at times as well. Um, it's difficult to make hay in such a moist climate so <laughs> hand it to them really. Yeah normally they make moss. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, basically, um, we have this policy called the Nation of Sanctuary. Uh, the Welsh government talks about it a lot, especially um, since the the evacuation of Kabul and then um, the Ukraine war breaking out, and then sort of more recently the Rwanda policy. But the the definition of this Nation of Sanctuary policy is quite is quite hazily defined. Um, basically, it's kind of like a vibes based thing of, of, of we will we will be kind to refugees when they get here, we we will give them healthcare, accommodation, education, etc. That's the, the, the kind of the stated goal. But the, the more practical things, you know, um, there's been calls for them to, to basically impede the implementation of the, the Borders Act that's that's just been passed by the UK government. There's been um, suggestions that maybe they could look at trying to remove like border agents from local authorities because obviously mm. often stop times, making watchkeeper drones just oh thought. stop making watchkeeper mm. drones well yeah yeah that's where i was trying to get onto there's a lot there's a lot here to kind of put my best <laughs> row um yeah. but yeah so basically we've got this we've got this government that really you know trades in in presenting itself as a really progressive very kind uh place that is is doing things differently um and at the same time it's giving uh, 15 million in grants to one of the world's largest and it has to be said most wealthy arms companies hmm. um well, if you don't support the is... arms companies you know they will die out that's the thing um you know a lot of them... <laughs> yeah back in the day a lot of people who were making arms you know they'd just be on the dole or whatever and that's where a lot of the arms that you and i know and love today you know you can slap a challenger two and say that's a great bit of kit but what you don't realize is the guy who invented the challenger two you know he was on the dole for years before he came up with the Challenger 2. <laughs> it's, it's, it? the, thing, the thing about the Challenger 2 is that not everybody bought one, but everybody who did went out and designed their own tank. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. correct. Yeah. 